welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's up? We're in person. We are in person. First time we've been able to do this in a while. I feel like the real question is, how are you doing, Lex? Um, you know, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> it has been a nightmare over the past few weeks. Um, I've had a pretty rough... Oh, mother, mother of God. Sorry. Um, I've had a pretty rough month of December. 2021 is not uh, closing out as well as I would have liked it to. Um, if you heard the last episode I was in, I was sick. Then I missed an episode. I'm still sick. Um, so pretty much my immune system is just getting like every illness that I haven't gotten in the last two years is just all coming at me right now. But today is the best I've felt in about a month, so. Which is good, which is good. Baby steps. Do I feel great? Absolutely not. Can't really take a full breath in. My entire right side of my body hurts because I think I've pulled every muscle on, like, my abdomen from, like, aggressively coughing. Um, I've gone through about 45 boxes of tissues in a week. But... I haven't blown my nose once today, so health <laughs> and baseball still locked out. So, you know, you can't get anything. <laughs> so, yeah, baseball still locked out. Let me get, uh, you know, our, our quick little counter up. If I'm right, we are on day 29 of the MLB lockout. When here. did they lock out? What day? Uh, December 1st was the official. That's what I thought. At midnight, that was the official lockout. So, still no news. Happy, though. I'm posting this on New Year's Eve. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is going right on New Year's Eve. Um, so, yeah. Ending, I guess, I guess really, you know, comes out New Year's Eve. Really going out with a bang. Going out with a bang, yep. Um, and speaking of, of, like, you know, it's been the lockout, but I feel like this week I've actually seen posts, which is something I'm not used to seeing. There were whispers <laughs> of baseball this week. There were like a this, little bit. The quietest whispers. Um, like the MLB posted. Um, the who? <sighs> <laughs> MLB posted. Um, they It was nothing baseball related, but they posted uh, the Mariners Stadium with snow. Yeah. But I was like, that's something. I didn't realize it was snowing anywhere in the country, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, I saw it during, um, I think it was the Bears-Seattle game. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. snowing then, and then they took the photo. Um, but, you know, let's just stick in Seattle for one of the only news things that we have at all involved in baseball, and that is the official retirement of Kyle Seeger. Not even going to lie, I'm upset. He couldn't stick it out for one more year for the Mariners <laughs> to probably make the playoffs. Yeah. And you just signed Robbie Ray. You guys missed it by a game last year. Yeah. Albert Pujols is still playing. Yadier Molina is still playing. Just stick it out for one more year, my guy. Yeah, is that idea of both Buster Posey and Kyle Seeger have both retired now before... Before Pujols. Pujols, yeah. And along with that, him and... Oh, my God. Felix Hernandez, mm-hmm. I think 
I saw a thing. They totaled 26 years in the MLB, and neither of them actually got to the playoffs at any point. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Which is upsetting. I mean, especially Felix Hernandez, an amazing pitcher. Kyle Seager, I'm going to be honest. I think that's a mix of it being Seattle. Uh-huh. Being so far and as I was used to like not follow baseball as closely, like I heard his name. I think I also heard it a lot more associated with Corey Seager. I was going to say the first time I remember hearing Kyle Seager's name was when they got to put names on the back of their players weekend jerseys and his said not Corey. And I mean, he's still been somebody who very much has done. I mean, you're in Seattle. You're not going to get a lot of attention both because I think that's a that's as a relatively smaller market, mm-hmm. and they've been a poor like a not as good team, so they haven't been a, a you know a name that you've heard a lot of. But throughout the whole time that they've been a sucky team, Kyle Seager has been one of the brighter points on that team throughout his entire career. And yeah, exactly as you said, now they kind of have a lot of upside, um, and he can't stick it out, which is a little a little sad. But also that was something that people were kind of looking at um at the end of last year i remember uh the last like you know that what uh the the last game of the year mm-hmm. or one of the la- i don't know if it actually was the last game or if it was just one of the last games uh he was subbed out and there was like a whole standing ovation for him so kind of he was hinting at it everybody yeah. kind of expected it a little bit but now it's uh it's a lot more official it is surprising he's only 34 years old yeah, and I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that a lot of the reason that we're not as familiar with Kyle Seeger is because the distance, and he's not on one of the big West Coast teams. You know, if he was on, if he was on the Dodgers, we'd be more familiar with it. The Mariners have just never been a team that one we see enough, and two has been enough of a threat to the general sport of baseball that we'd be like, oh. Got to be familiar with those guys on the Mariners because they're real good. And it is surprising. I thought he was a lot older than 34. Yeah. I mean, he was... But, 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 let me, let me... I'm not calling 34 young. Before (laughs) anybody comes at me and is like, well, Brett Gardner's blah, blah, blah. I'm not calling 34 young. Just want to, just want to cover that piece. (laughs) Real fucking quick. It's, it, it... In relation to other people who should retire. should retire, yeah, it is relatively young. And I mean, again, he's a career two fifty hitter. Like, um, was in an MVP race back in 2016, 2014 All Star and a Gold Glove. So he's had a little to his name, but not all a whole bunch. That mm. is really like a, a big. He saw. Ball. Corey signed his three hundred bajillion million dollar deal, and he said, "I can be done." <laughs> I can just I'll just off go that. off of his money. <laughs> I'll just live off that, and I can let my body rest, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's... He is probably more of somebody that has had a, a, a bigger impact on Seattle yeah. directly, because, again, as we said, not somebody that we know too much of. And so, you know, it's, it's a, again, shocking to see him, him retire, especially at his age, especially the same year, I guess, Buster Posey did. But... We don't have as much of emotional connection as I, I could imagine the people in Seattle who've had who are like, this is one of our only bright spots on this team. Yeah, that I was going to say, if you're like, right, I'm just like thinking back, right? When Derek Jeter retired, 
It was obviously incredibly sad for Yankee fans. Obviously, I'm not taking that away from us. But it was also sad for the entire sport of baseball. I don't... It sounded like there was an earthquake. <laughs> it always does. This is, this is how every time... <laughs> this is what I hear all the time. Um, but, like, I... So, I'm not saying that it, like, dilutes the... Re- like, being a Yankee fan, when a Yankee retires, I feel like it's a bit diluted because it's, like, a, a big deal. It's blown up. I'm trying to think, like... The, the emotional connection that, like, uh, somebody that's, like, a Detroit Tigers fan, you know, the Tigers aren't great, but, like, I don't, actually, I can't even, you, any Tiger other than Miggy, because he's kind of just belongs to baseball, but, like, the emotional connection of, like, a guy on a smaller market team retiring, who's kind of, like, always been, like, a, a, a town guy, I don't know if what I'm trying to say is coming across as well as I'm trying to get it to the the smaller market name like the, there it's there are people intimate. yeah yes. yeah you have you have, the town has more of a connection to the person yeah than instead the of you're not all of baseball retired Derek Jeter not just Yankee fans. when Mike yeah Mike Trout retires it's everybody everybody being. retires Mike Trout not just Angels fans exactly yeah. thank you that <laughs> that's what I was trying to get to my head's a little not here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, it's just just barely probably a year, year, two years too early because that team is looking very up again, as you said, one game off from the playoffs. Just signed Robbie Ray. Julio Rodriguez is one of the top outfield prospects coming up in, with it in probably the next year or two. I mean, Seattle has a lot of upside, and, you know, they just – I think that that's that's Seeger saying I'm ready for the next. You're ready to see the next generation come through. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, listen, they could do what the Yankees have done with CC and add him in as like a consultant. I was gonna say correspondent, and I knew that was the wrong C word. Um, and like, I feel like he would be someone that would stay connected to the franchise, kind of like how Ichiro has also stayed a bit connected to that franchise, but he's been a bit more active in Japan. Um, but I, I wish, and it'll be, it's going to suck if the Mariners make the playoffs next year. Yeah. Do you think that they ever get like, like if players ever get like that, like they retire the year before the team wins the World Series? Oh, it has to happen all the time. And like, I can't you just imagine. must be like, oh, am I fucking serious? <laughs> you couldn't stick it out. But then again, but what else has happened in our... But I was saying, like, even like, like again, that's that whole whole idea of you know him, I guess, kind of going and 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 letting the next generation come through. Because again, he's thirty four. They have a, they're a very very much young team. Again, as I said, Julio Rodriguez is a prospect coming up. J.P. Crawford, very mm-hmm. young as well, having getting in there. I think one of the older people that they have is Kyle Lewis. But like, you're getting Jared Kalenic as well, another youngster. Kind of going and, and did. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know he got pulled up, and then they sent him back down. Did he ever get pulled back up? Yes. Okay. Jared Klenick, Mitch Haniger, all both all people who who have this is a, a young team. It's going to be. It's got a lot of a, a big future in front of them, and I think again, exactly as you said, it it's probably that we it. There is probably a good chance that we'll see him be attached to the team in some way, because he did do a lot to the team, a lot to the city, and. I think, especially with the young group coming up, he can really teach them a lot about everything. Um, but yeah, um, 
continuing around the league, as in the one other stop that we have, <laughs> um, the MLB, sorry, Harold Reynolds specifically, is pushing for a Field of Dreams style game at Hinchfield Stadium in Patterson, New Jersey. What this, what Hinchfield Stadium is, is it's one of the last remaining Negro League ballparks that, you know, still stand. And so they're planning on going and putting a $94 million uh, renovations into the field uh, just so it's more accessible for, you know, the media and fans so they can actually have people watch the game because I can imagine it's probably a relatively smaller stadium than they would like. And so they just want to be able to grow in. So they're putting the money into there. And, you know, I think this is going to be it, – it's an interesting – you know, thing that they're going and doing, and this is something they've really brought a lot more attention to throughout the year, like this year specifically. Um, Of course, since it's not fully done yet, they've yet to actually say who'd be playing. Um, But you can compare that to the Field of Dreams game, which is planned to be the Cubs versus the Reds. So probably a little more entertaining than that Field of Dreams game. Just saying. (laughs) The Cubs just signed Clint Frazier. And Marcus Stroman. Yeah, I guess I'll bring a, a mixed audience in. Um, but then you look at the Reds, and the Reds are actually kind of good. They got Winker. Castellanos is still on the board for free agency because of this damn lockout. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a Red, though. Yeah, he might be. He might not be. Uh, and then they also. With a deep drive to left field. Sorry. Yeah, it'd be too it'd be too positive of a game for something to happen for him to hit a home run. Uh, they have yeah. Jonathan India too, so they have. They have some some quality players on yeah, the right side. Yeah, you are just on the cover. Sure, it doesn't have the same glitz and glam of the Yankees and the White Sox, but it'll it'll still be a good game. Uh, the Yankees will probably be at the Negro League game whenever that is played, and I think I'm gonna make my bold prediction. If it's not played this year, it'll be played next year. Probably gonna be 2023. Actually, if they. Probably closer to 2024, if I'm going to be honest. Really? Well, how long... When did they announce the Field of Dreams game? How long did that take? That was building a stadium versus renovating a stadium. True. True. That's, Are they allowed That's to, kind of the big difference, I Are think, they allowed to talk about, like, schedule... Like, can I they can't, make that plan while they're locked out, though? Yeah, that's that's the whole thing that I agree with, is this is an idea, and yeah. they're going through the reservation... They're the renovations. They probably have been planning on going through the the renovations for a while now and then they're like if we don't use it for an MLB stadium we still have it for like history, a minor league yeah. yeah so they probably are going through it but then yeah i can't imagine they can make any plans now yeah and i cuz um, i feel like with with the lockout they're just going to go with like a basic kind of skeleton schedule like the field yeah. of dreams game is already planned so it's okay to toss in another exhibition game um we were kind of i talked about like what the lockout is like about and it would take like the players association would need to send out a representative to the field in new jersey to see if like the playing conditions were okay. who the hell would want to go in new jersey MJ. <laughs> it would take a lot so i think i'm thinking 2023 that's likely yeah um and i think that it's going to be the yankees and the dodgers both for commercial value of like the two teams playing each other because if you look at the London game, it was the Yankees and the Red Sox. Arguably, you know, the biggest sports rivalry in sport history ever, forever. 
not to be dramatic. <laughs> um, the Field of Dreams game obviously was the White Sox and the Yankees. Historic value in that of the White Sox being what Field of Dreams was based off of. Have we had any other exhibition games? I feel like we have. I, feel I like think there, there was were one there more. were a few like before our time. I feel like there was one more that I'm just blanking on. Same. You know what I miss? Huh. And I'm sad we didn't get it. Players weekend. Yeah. Where the hell was that? Like I understood COVID year not having it, but that it was good. That was a good weekend. It that was, was a, a full fun weekend. Sixty-two game season. We couldn't let the players have fun one weekend. I mean, maybe update the uniforms a bit. Just get rid of the white ones. The black ones are flames. Yeah, the black ones were nice. The white ones were just like you're, you couldn't see anything. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like where was that? I don't know. Um. But maybe that's what they're that that's what they're discussing. Yeah, that's that's the that's hold up that's their the number one. Out. That's the top one. Yeah. Um. But I feel like not just for commercial value, but for the combination of commercial value and historic value to have the Yankees play the Dodgers, one because the Dodgers had Jackie Robinson. Two, the Yankees are the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees are just been around forever. And the Yankees and the Dodgers are two. The Yankees are, I believe, the, like, commercially, like, you just see them everywhere. They're on Gucci shoes. They're, you can go to any city and you will see a Yankee hat. Like, they are just, and not just any city in the United States, any city across the world, people will have Yankee gear on. Um, so they are just globally the best brand to kind of attract viewers. And that's what the these exhibition games are for even if this one's more historic than like feel goody it's it's to get viewers and those two teams i think will attract it and it'll be good baseball objectively listen did the field of dreams game break our hearts because aaron boone said i'm gonna put zach Britton on the mound even though he said don't put me on the mound okay now take it take it back a little bit i'm gonna start andrew heaney <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 let's start there um but I mean, the Judge home run, the Stanton home run, highest of highs. The Tim Anderson home run, lowest of lows. So, sure, as a Yankee fan, it was heartbreaking to watch. But objectively, as a baseball fan, that was probably the most exciting game all season. The only moment that I can, like, really place over that was Jorge Soler's leadoff home run in the last game of the World Series. That's the only moment that I can put above it. So, I just did a uh, a quick little research. There was a game in 2016, played at Fort Bragg. I don't Um, know what that is. I don't know. I'm a smart Um, person. I I really don't know what the the purpose was behind it. It's a a stadium in North Carolina. Um, You should know it then. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Um, But there's like that. And then they... Do the um, game in Williamsport. Oh, yeah. For the Little League World Series. So they, they've, they've done a little bit, but they're not, they're slowly expanding more and more now. And I, I, like, I like the idea. I like those ideas. Yeah. Of going and, and reaching out more and more. Now getting different audiences, uh, making these special games that bring historic values to it. And again, as I said, like, they're really now incorporating and absorbing that the history of the Negro League into baseball now. And yeah, I think the timing great... of it is perfect. Yeah. With and, the, the yeah. records being placed into the Baseball Hall of Fame, the 
high like there was like an entire week i believe for minor league baseball recognizing the negro leagues and i think it's just like the perfect next step for for like the recognition period the recognition period is that already i don't know i don't know exactly um yeah and and as you said exactly i love the ideas of these games and i don't know how soon we're gonna get them And, and even if there wasn't this whole um discussion the whole lockout going on we probably wouldn't get it for another year because this is just the idea going out there now and being published out yeah 94 million dollar renovation isn't like we just have to pave the sidewalks and it's in New Jersey, so like we know that the people so doing construction will just take their time. shit gonna get done. They're gonna take their time. <laughs> um, but I I hope that it gets done. I hope it's in twenty twenty three. Because I think that'll make sense. Twenty this year, you have another Field of Dreams game. Next year, you add another exhibition game. I don't know why we can't have more fun games. Add a little spice. Baseball needs is- to be fun. Baseball's turning. They are they're they're slowly absorbing that idea that baseball whoa, needs to be fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a big claim. We still have the same guy in charge, so let's I'm I'm clear. saying though, like player wise, again, I think I said this to somebody. Yasiel Puig was ahead of his time. Oh. And that's why he does not he's, he's no longer in the league. What? Scotty, he also hits women. Okay, yeah, but like <laughs> The idea of like when he first came to uh, You're like, okay add that adds that adds I'm just gonna be honest that adds to a long list of people Lex all right I'm sorry to say it people in the MLB there is a there is a list um professional athletes in general professional athletes in general but like I'm not saying I'm saying I'm saying that 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 baseball's list is not like shorter no um but like it's it's just you're now getting more again going back at Players Weekend. We're now getting away from a lot more of a, you know, as we always call the Yankees, a suit and tie league. We're now going and having more entertainment and and being accepting of that style. I feel like still three zero counts apparently are a no no, but we're slowly getting out of that. I feel like <laughs> only certain, like only certain people can do it, you know, and and. I'm not going to use him because actually I'm going to use him because it's fresh in my mind. Clint Frazier's personality was not appreciated. Not that it wasn't appreciated, but people didn't like that he showed his personality so much because it wasn't an enjoyable personality. But, and it wasn't always, I feel like you have to have give and take. Not every guy, unfortunately, not every professional athlete is a good person and is an enjoyable personality. You're going to get some stinkers. But at, at the same point of, like, these expressive personalities and, like, these attitudes are enjoyable when it's toward, when it's outwards, when it's towards the other team, and that makes everything mm-hmm. more competitive, more entertaining, and not when it's, you know, just either a excessively expressive personality or you're going against, you're going and, and, and having a discussion with your teammate about a New York rat in your dugout. Oh, it was a raccoon. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was also a fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like things like that are what people don't enjoy. And then you have people like Tim Anderson, who go and who goes and is expressive in the moment for himself, not against his own team. Amir Garrett 
he he's a different kind of expressive against the other team. He's physically expressive. Will go fight the entire team if he needs to. Physically <laughs> um, like you're getting these people who, when you show it and you have this competition, again, I know you don't like them. When we, Trevor Bauer versus Fernando Tatis, that was good. That was a good bout of these expressive guys of, you know, Trevor Bauer had the whole one-eye thing, and then Tatis, it's a home run, and then there was that post, uh, I, right? It was Fernando Tatis holding a, a baby with Bauer's head on it. Yeah. There was those things, and then Bauer takes it, like, you know, lightheartedly, and he agrees that it's funny, and that just brings more lightheartedness to the game, more entertainment, more fun, because they're, you know, there's this passion still to do better than the other guy, but you're not going and just being like, ah, oh, home run, walk, 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 walk. And you're just like, let's not talk to each other and we're all on our own worlds. We're not getting this interactive idea. And, you know, interactive in a way that's not friend overly friendly. Like, that's the but one thing. I also thing. think that it's fun when you do see people who are on opposite teams act as friends. Maybe that's Okay, literally, Freddie, that's just Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo, no, or no, just no, Freddie like, Freeman in general. All-Star <laughs> all Weekend, um, Tatis hit a home run, and he was, or, no. No, Vladdy hit a, hit a Vla- home run. nuked one. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, like, ran past Tatis, like, making a joke with him, and he's like, yeah, his mom cooks me lunch. Yeah. And, like, Gio Urshela and Francisco Lindor were literally at a wedding together the other day. Like, I, I think that's awesome. Like, I, I like the the banter back and forth, but I also I don't know maybe I like just, no I maybe like that's just me liking to know that people have friends. But, but like, at the same time, so I'm so I I think that there will be some people who are like for some reason wouldn't like this. I I f- agree with that idea of that they are friends with each other and there's gonna be less fights. Yeah. Look, I I love competitiveness. I love the the whole thing that happened between Stan and, and Lindor. I think that, that that's one fire, but being able to be competitive, but also you don't have the idea of like, okay, you can't keep these people near each other in any way. Yeah. I think that just kind of takes a, a little bit away from it. Because again, you had the whole thing with, uh, again, going back to Bauer, Bauer and, and Cole, that whole thing of like, oh, you won't go to the Yankees because they're not friends. Yeah. Kind of stupid. So super stupid. Um, but I'm glad he didn't come to the Yankees. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> God, that would have, I mean, that already I felt like was, like we talked about that for ages. If he was a Yankee and that happened, never would have ended. Ever. Well, I mean, I don't think it was any better that he was with Oh, it wasn't any Dodgers. better that he was a Dodger. But I think yeah. also just like socially, I don't know if you've ever thought, I don't know how much you've faced this, but like. Nah, I don't go. To, I'm I'm not in Boston, like I don't yeah, have a rivalry. Yeah, I was gonna say whenever anything me. happens with the Yankees, it is on an intense microscope, and I get asked by fucking everybody my thoughts on it, which is both one because I'm a Yankees fan, but two because of the show, so they know that I think about it. But like, it'll be from. I have obviously a lot of fans, friends that are Red Sox fans. I have friends that are Phillies fans. Everybody wants to know my fucking opinion. They're like, "Yeah, how do you feel after the AL Wild Card game, bitch?" And I'm like, "Shut the." Fuck up. You lost. If you we, lost too. You didn't do any better, Red Sox. If, if we had <laughs> to deal with Trevor Bauer being a Yankee, I think I would have just retired from speaking. <laughs> I would have just said, you guys won. 
we made a mistake. We've, we've made, I mean, listen, listen, the Yankees still employ Chapman and her mom. We still have our problems. But God, if you had the, th- the trio, the three musketeers of woman haters, me as a woman couldn't sit and continue to be a Yankee fan. I struggle every day to support those damn pitch drives because of those two men. And you also had to throw Trevor Bauer in there? I'd have to give up. But I didn't mean to go on that rant. <laughs> uh, listen, my computer's going to die really quick, but Scotty, I want you to give me a date prediction, a day that you think the lockout will be lifted. Oh, I have a day the lockout will be lifted. Um, is yours your birthday? You think I that's wish. A- Mine's a little before my birthday. Yours is a little before your birthday. I'm oh. going with January 21st. I was going to go with like the 19th of January. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is a fun game. And then we do this and then the 19th of January comes around or and the, the 20th will be, comes around will be, will be, will be, will be, be podcasting on the 20th. So on the 20th we'll go. All right. Um, February 24th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and give it another month. And another month. But listen. Scotty, it's been a pleasure to do this in person. So sorry that I couldn't join you last week or the week before. And I, oh, I think, I'll, I think I'm leaving next Thursday, so maybe we can get it in, in the morning. Or we can do it Wednesday if we're still locked out. There's not like there's going to be any fucking news. <laughs> hey, hey, if we did this any earlier today, we would not have gotten the news about this, about this new game. That's true. So it was on purpose. It was, yeah. I did it. It was all on purpose. Anyway. I would love to say follow our Instagram, but there's no new content to give you. So you can, if you want to be nice, you can follow our Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. But just like many of your other um, sports shows or pages that you follow, they're probably not posting new information because unfortunately we don't get any information faster than anybody else. But you can follow us if you want to. Also, Subscribe, share, like, follow, whatever platform you're on to listen to the show, interact with the show, so that you can hear it again next week when it comes out on Friday at 11 a.m., like it does every single week. We are now 81 episodes into this goddamn show. Scotty, it's a blessing to do it with you every week. Doing great. We're doing great. We're going strong. And we want to thank you for listening. For Scotty, this is Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye! Thank you.